Our lesson this morning comes from the seventh chapter of Matthew's Gospel. Matthew chapter 7, verses 7 through 11. Hear these words. Jesus speaking, Ask, and it will be given you. Search, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened for you. For everyone who asks receives, and everyone who searches finds. And for everyone who knocks, the door will be open. If there is anyone among you who, if your child asks for bread, will give a stone, or if a child asks for a fish, will give a snake. If you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? Friends, this is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. So our kids had a ritual, and we had a ritual back to them. The kids would approach us with a childhood petition, something they wanted to do, and we would respond as parents. And they figured out what one of our responses meant. One day Andrew came in, I don't know what he wanted to do, but it involved power tools and some crazy notion he and his sister had. Can we? And our response is, we'll pray about it. And he turns and sulks and walks out and tells his sister, they said no, we'll pray about it. By the way, when I call for nominations committee, I do not accept that answer. If we ask you to do something, it's either yes or no, because I know what, I know what I'll pray about it means. Uh-huh. Same kids we took to Disney World, and we had a great time there, but what we didn't tell them is that when you stay in the resort, or it was true back when we went, when you stay in the resort, the uh, room key is also a credit card to everything in the resort. They were greatly offended that we did not share the secret that they had the power the whole time they were there to purchase anything they wanted, to do anything they wanted, and they would ha not have to petition the parents for us to say we're praying about it. They could just do it. They had the power, but they didn't use it. I sometimes wonder if that isn't true of us as we approach this subject of prayer. We have the power. We don't use it. Prayer is talking to God who listens and responds because he loves us. Prayer is talking to God who listens and responds because he loves us. And I believe that God answers every prayer that is prayed. Absolutely he does. There are three answers God will give you to prayer. Number one, he'll say yes. Whatever you pray for, it's in alignment. It's what God wants in your life. It's what you want. And God sometimes immediately, boom, the next morning, the answer to prayer is there. Sometimes God says no. No. Some petitions we make for God, 
we ask of God or outside the will of God for our lives, sometimes we are messing with the sovereignty of God. Sometimes we get formulamatic in our prayer. We get two or three people together in a room agreeing in prayer, asking in faith, and because two or three have agreed and asking Jesus' name, God ought to grant that request, but that's misunderstanding what Jesus was saying. So God will say yes, God will say no. There's a third way that God answers prayer, and it's wait. Oh, we don't like that one. We want immediate satisfaction and immediate answer. How dare God say wait to us? The 40th chapter of Isaiah, the 31st verse Beautiful passages of Scripture. They who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. How do you get to a place where you're mounting up with wings like eagles, where you're running, where you're walking and not fainting? What do you have to do to get that? Wait. Wait. For how long, Lord? As I've matured, I realize spiritually that what happens when you wait is that you're changing. You're being matured in the faith. You're growing in your relationship to Jesus Christ. And some of the things you want or some of the things you imagine you want or some of the ways you imagine or dream or pray that you want God to deal in your life, those change. You mature out of wanting certain things. You mature out of seeking certain things. And that waiting is as much about the sovereignty of God as it is the grace of God and the opportunity for you to change. So God answers every prayer that you pray. Just be aware that two of the answers are not affirmative. So we have Jesus talking about prayer here in our text. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, you'll find it. Knock, and the door will be open for you. For everyone who asks receives, and everyone who searches finds, and everyone who knocks, that door is going to be open. Jesus, it appears, almost says there's only one answer to prayer, and that is yes. But let's look at the life of Jesus. Jesus prayed. Mark tells us that after a long evening of healing, and particularly the section where they take the roof off of the guy's house and they lower the pallet down and the friends on the pallet and Jesus says to him, your sins are forgiven, get up and walk, and immediately the Pharisees get all torqued about that one, and Jesus has this discussion, and the, meanwhile, the man's up and walking, leaving. Everybody, Mark tells us, is pushing on the door, trying to get in the house because they want a miracle. After that night, a powerful night, Mark tells us that Jesus goes off into a quiet place to pray. And it's Simon Peter who interrupts the Lord's prayer 
finds the Lord early in the morning in the quiet place and says, Lord, everybody wants to see you. Let's get back down in the town and do what we need to do. And Jesus said, wait a minute. No, we're going on to another place. Jesus, after feeding the 5,000 and as he's dealing with the death of John the Baptist, goes off into a quiet place to pray. And he needs prayer because we're told that group of people wanted to anoint him a king. Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane is doing what? Praying. Jesus on the cross of Calvary is doing what? Praying. God in the flesh prayed. It's always amused me and bemused me that we Jesus followers, reading the stories of Jesus praying, will say, I'm just too busy to pray. Can't seem to work that prayer into my schedule. And I wonder, what are we missing? What is not happening in our life? Because we are not following the habit of Jesus, and Jesus was a man of prayer. We also learn that prayer can be taught in the 11th chapter of Luke's gospel, the disciples come to Jesus and they say to him, Lord, teach us to pray. And he teaches them what we call and what we prayed this morning, the Lord's Prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And that's a great prayer. If you never pray any prayer in your life but the Lord's Prayer, you're okay. You're in good stead. It's a great pattern for prayer. It's a great prayer to pray. But what I think Jesus was telling them is praying can be taught because true prayer is living. And the Lord's Prayer is a pattern for living your life. Our Father, where? Who art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. You're holy God. You are above all creation. You are in control of creation. You are the creator. I am the creature. You are adoring God as creator and ruler of the universe. Hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Thy will be done. It's God, work your plan in my life as I live this day. Do with me what you want to do with me. Use me to influence other lives. Use me as a um, catalyst for transition and transformation of other lives. Use me, Lord. And God, I pray for my daily bread. I just want enough bread, God, to get through this day. You can tell some of us are storing up for hard times. But Lord, just one day of bread. That's all I need from you. And then he, then he, throw something in. And, and by the way, ask God to forgive your sins. How do we forgive sins as we pray in the Lord's Prayer? Forgive us our trespasses. What? As we forgive those who trespass against us. Uh-oh. 
So Lord, you are sovereign. I want to live your will. I want your will showing up in my life. I want you to take care of my daily needs and I'm going to be a forgiving person, Lord. This is how I want to pray. This is how I want to live. And look, Lord, help us avoid, you can translate it, trials, temptations, or testing. Either way of those three ways you want to translate that Greek verb, I give you permission and you would be correct because one word can be translated three different things. And God, even as I'm learning to forgive my brothers and sisters over here, keep me out of trouble. Now, if you live the Lord's Prayer, you got no problems, right? You've got no self-inflicted problems. You've got no spiritual problems that you've created because you are living out a pattern that the disciples asked Jesus, teach us to pray. And my thesis is they were really saying to him, teach us how to live like you do, knowing that he was a man of prayer. But Jesus said some other things that are about prayer that we need to hold in our, in our hearts. And I'm just going to hit them quick. Jesus answered them, have faith in God. Truly, I tell you, if you say to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea, if you do not doubt in your heart, but believe that what you say will come to pass, it will be done for you. So I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours says it right there, Mark eleven twenty four. right there. But listen to eleven twenty five. Whenever you stand praying, forgive. If you have anything against anyone so that your Father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. There it is again. The reciprocal nature of forgiveness We are forgiven as we have the ability to forgive. And if we withhold forgiveness, forgiveness is withheld. That's black letter scripture. There's no way I can exegete you around that. You are forgiven as you forgive. And if you withhold forgiveness, that's why... You pray and miracles don't happen because perhaps your heart isn't right and perhaps you aren't offering God's love and grace to others even as you have received it. John 15, for the abide folks, here it is again. John 15, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask for whatever you wish and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit and become my disciples, abiding in Jesus and the Word of God abiding in you causes prayer to become effectual. Sometimes we're not abiding in God. We have distractions or other things that are calling for our attention. One more from 1 John, from 1 John, the third chapter, 22 and 23, we have received from him whatever we ask because we obey his commandments and do what pleases God. 
We receive from God whatever we ask because we are living in obedience to his commandments and we are doing what God wants us to do. And then in the fifth chapter of 1 John, and this is the boldness we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have obtained the request made of him. So obedience and living in the center of God's will and offering forgiveness and living as a gracious person, these are some of the keys that the church, the apostles, the Lord himself told us are important for releasing the power of prayer in our lives. Jesus says, ask and it's going to be given you, search, and you will find, knock, and the door will be open to you. And then he goes on. He says, is there anyone among you who, if your child asks for bread, will give a stone? Or if the child asks for a fish, will give a snake? If then... You who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will your Father in heaven give good things to those who ask of him? God gives to you as a loving father. God answers your prayer as a loving father. Remember, prayer is talking to God who listens and responds because he loves us. There is no higher love than the love that the father has for a child. Actually, there is a higher love. It's the love a grandparent has for the child. You just can't beat a grandchild. They get whatever they want, whenever they want it. Our grandson Solo has introduced his Nana and Papa to alphabet lore. I didn't know about alphabet lore, but now I do. There's YouTube alphabet lore. There's a book alphabet lore. There are stuffed alphabet lore creatures. 26 of these puppies. So, Solo doesn't talk to me, and, and we just kind of have this male thing going with each other. There's a lot of grunting. Um, he will walk in the kitchen and kind of point to something, and Papa gets it, or he will, he will make very gentle requests, but he doesn't talk a whole lot. He talks to Nana, and for some gift-giving occasion, he asked Nana to buy him some letters because he started collecting the alphabet lore. And so Nana got him a couple of letters and I got to looking at it. I said, you know, that's kind of cool. Papa needs to buy uh, Solo some letters. So I just, I got Solo letters and they came one day around Valentine's Day from Papa. So this kid who never talks to me Allison sent me a text and, or called, I guess, and said, um, you need to get ready. Solo's about to FaceTime you. 
I said, huh? He's going to FaceTime you. He's got a request. So, okay, this is going to be good. We get the FaceTime thing connected up, and there's Solo. Papa, I want M, N, and O. Guess what he got the minute the phone conversation ended, the FaceTime conversation. He got M, N, and O. And Solo and Allison, uh, when I finished the sermon illustration, Solo's getting L. He's my grandson. I'm going to give him whatever he wants. I'll give him the whole alphabet twice if that's what he wants. God loves you as a father. God loves you as a grandfather. His love for you is unconditional. His love for you is without limits or bounds. God wants you to experience the joy and the power of answered prayer. What about you? Are you forgiving? Are you abiding? Are you being obedient to his commandments? Are you living in the center of his will to please him and so that he can bless you? How's your prayer life? Would you stand and pray with me? God, we come asking, seeking, knocking. There's, there's a lot we want and a lot we need. And we pray, Lord, that as we live as your children, in your mercy and grace, you would hear and answer our prayers. Help us to live as your children. We pray in your name. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Trinity Podcast. To find out more about Trinity, visit us online at www.trinityreston.org.